glass of beer and talk about uh, all the things we care. So spare a minute of your time. Oh, it's time for hooks and hops. The art of crocheting whilst drinking. Today, we crochet coasters, down loggers while crafting dog couches, and generally laugh our way through beer-related questions, facts, and observations. We talk with the creator of Hooks and Hops, Abby, about the surprising connection between crocheting, drinking beer, and enjoying life. So sit down, grab your crochet needles, perhaps a beer, and let's get crafting. Now it's time for some fun, time for some dares. Our guest today, Abby, is as insightful about beer as she is genuinely fun to talk to. She, of course, has been on the show previously, but her appearance was prior to a lot of things. Her studying for the Cicerone exam, delving further into the craft beer movement, although she was already really, really knowledgeable, and ultimately creating an Instagram account that features her wildly impressive crocheting projects, a.k.a. dog couches, full outfits, koozies, coasters, and much, much more. That would be cool in and of itself. But Abby drinks and describes the beer she drinks while crocheting on this account. And that is what we are here to talk about today. It's got me feeling like Abby finds a seat across from me. Her dogs, Winky and Norby, shout out, play quietly nearby. It's a rainy kind of dark night, and so it feels good to be inside with orange-tinged lights. Abby's crochet hat on my head and in a new experience for me, crocheting needles clasped alongside my old-style can. With a cheers to Abby, I hit record, and we begin to talk. teach their children how to yeah, speak. Speak! <laughs> this is Abby of Hooks and Hops, uh, the newest crocheting slash beer Instagram account on the market. How's it going, Abby? <laughs> Hello, it's going good. How about you? <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. We've we've talked before. You've been mm-hmm. on the Beer Nomad before in the Christmas special episode. Hell yeah. How have you been since? Wow. Uh, there's just like how much time do you have that's seven months of my life where a lot of changes have happened but i've been yeah, yeah good ultimately good great fantastic <laughs> let's let's start by talking about why you started this account in the first place it's it's crocheting it's mm-hmm. beer it's it's how they intertwine yeah i've said this to you before i definitely started it as a way to just kind of like scream into the void <laughs> keep saying that but it which void miss abby uh uh, the void of it's just kind of a a place for me to be like this is this cool thing that i did that i like or this is this fun beer i had that i think is really good i come from a very like performance art social 
you're immediately seeing the reaction to what you're doing. And this feels a lot more like I'm just posting something into the world. It feels like fake socialization because I'm not actually like sitting in front of someone talking to them. Yeah. And to me, there's like kind of something liberating about that, too, because it's just like, oh, I just post this thing. And maybe if some people will see it and like it and maybe they won't and great like there it is talking with someone who cares deeply about a topic is balm for any bad day up to this point i kind of was having a bad day it's all right it happens but talking with abby about her passion for crocheting and beer turned my mood around entirely i was in the presence of someone who really enjoyed what she was doing With that said, let's get back to Abby and attempt to crochet a coaster, shall we? As somebody who has known you for a long time, I've always known you've been good at crocheting. Mm -hmm. I've always known you've had a knowledge and an interest in beer. But to see those two things coincide Mm -hmm. is so fascinating for me because you create these fascinating things <laughs> mm-hmm. and and have beer on the side and be like, all right, I'm just drinking this lager and making this couch for my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have to post that. I, I can't remember if I posted that <laughs> yet, should. but yes. <laughs> I mean, but, but it's fascinating for me, especially who has seen you be good at both of those things, but they haven't necessarily come together mm-hmm. until now. Yeah, I think as I've gotten even better at crochet and like branched out with what I've been making, it's been really fun to like share that. And as I've started like, you know, to study for the Cicerone and to delve more into what is craft beer and what makes beer interesting and good, like they're just both things I really like kind of without meaning to. I think the other thing about it that I find kind of fun and interesting is like beer has always up until recently felt like a really male masculine presenting dominating space Mm. and crochet up until I think recently has often been more like a feminine presenting kind of activity and so I think there's kind of like a cool juxtaposition there. And there's also this kind of idea that like, yeah, like there's like this spectrum of what people can enjoy and it doesn't have to fit into any kind of box, you know, like yeah. I can enjoy crocheting a couch for my dogs while mm-hmm. I also like drink this really dank IPA. Alluring that enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And what we were doing today, I'm currently wearing a, a hat. It looks great on you. <laughs> thank you so much that you crocheted. Um, and you're going to teach me how to crochet a coaster i am before we start recording i was watching you do this mm-hmm. and immediately thought that i could not do it oh you can do it you could definitely do it. <laughs> but i appreciate I, I appreciate that and i think uh we should get into it yeah so. yeah let's do it for the people out there who do or don't know about crochet what i'm teaching noah we're making a square coaster because crocheting in the round to make a circle is a little more challenging so i wanted to just like let's start with the basics basics. yeah yeah you have your row of single crochets and i kind of showed you the basic of this before but basically if you're holding your hook in your right hand 
and you've got this V. So hold yeah. it, hold it like I'm like. Let's do it together. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, hold on, you've come apart here. This is great for an audio meeting. This is like <laughs> <laughs> everyone listening at home is enthralled and uh, listening to you to learn how to do a visual. Suffice to say, it did not go well for me. <laughs> For your sake, let's do rapid-fire beer facts sliced in between my journey to make the perfect coaster. The earliest evidence of brewing beer dates all the way back to 3500 B.C. I'm not moving at all. (laughs) <laughs> my, my hands are okay, still. Okay, now just hold everything tight. Yep. Close all your fingers. Yep. No, like close them. There. Okay. Well, not that hard. Okay. Now he's being purposefully difficult. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. <laughs> you told me to close them. Pull I'm this. Them. Pull this tight now. Yep. The strongest beer in the world has a strength of sixty-seven point five percent. ABV. It was created in 2017 by the Scottish brewery Brewmeister. The beer is called Snake Venom. Beer. You're saying good job to yourself because you're. This is a lot harder than I was expecting. <laughs> I'm, trying to, well, you're I'm like, not moving at all. The most common type of beer is a lager. Its share in the world's consumption of beer reaches up to 80%. Beer. For those of you listening at home, I have stolen. The piece Noah was working on, and I'm going to finish it so that by the end of this, he has a coaster. Working on is a strong term, I would <laughs> That say. he did a stitch for. <laughs> I think it gave you an appreciation for what it is, though. Absolutely. Yeah. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get it. Until then, let's get back to the conversation. don't quite understand so so i can see how that could be meditative Uh i can see how that could be calming Uh did it take you a little bit yeah oh yeah to be comfortable with it so i learned back in college and i learned from a book because i'm a very like i don't like watching videos to learn stuff i need to like read it i'm the exact opposite that's so interesting yeah (laughs) yeah because when we study together too i know I usually like write out a whole thing and then you like to watch like a video about it. Exactly. Yeah. Abby and I study for the Cicerone exam. Yes. The thing I don't like about videos is if I do something on a book or a page, I can go at my own pace. So it allows me to kind of like go through each step as I want to do it. A lot of people learn to crochet from videos. Like I think I'm actually the outlier here. It's almost sensory overload. For you? Fuck you, Abby. (laughs) But yes, yeah, yeah. From my point of view, it was very much. There's a lot going on at once. I know you mean. I'm like, I'll be honest. Like in the situation right now, this is a very challenging way to learn because, like, normally you're like 
sitting at a table or at your couch. You don't have a mic in front of you. You don't have the headphones on. Like, it's a lot. This is like a difficult experience because you have to, it's like, it's like playing the piano or something. Like, Hmm. you just have to get the feel for it. And if you've got a lot of other things going on at once, I think that's challenging. Hooks and hops is inherently tied to mindfulness. I think you just wrote my new tagline. (laughs) It has to be, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I honestly, until this conversation, I'd never really thought about it. But yeah, like, yeah, they're. They're both like relaxation activities and absolutely like I think you have to be mindful to enjoy them and to really get the full experience. It wouldn't be a beer nomad episode if we didn't briefly get into what we're currently talking about. Go on a bit of a tangent. So here are five crocheting facts. I'll be referencing and quoting an article entitled 25 Colorful Crocheting Facts by Karen Leinart. I only chose five of the most interesting. I'll provide the link in the show notes. Starting with fact number one, quote, The main difference between crocheting and knitting is that in crochet, each stitch is completed before moving on to the next. In knitting, a large number of stitches may be kept open at once. Number two, Crochet helped pull the Irish out of the depths of the devastating potato famine from 1845 to 1850. A group of Ursuline nuns taught local women thread crochet, which became known as Irish crochet. It became incredibly popular and provided much needed income. Number three, well spinning is the oldest fiber craft, 20,000 BC. Man, Uh, The earliest known written reference to crochet is from 1812. Crochet may have arrived late onto the fabric creating stage because people preferred more economical weaving techniques. Crochet typically uses more thread than other techniques. Number four, over 2,000 women from 14 countries met in India to create the world's largest crocheted blanket. This mega blanket measured approximately 120,000 square feet, or about the size of one and a half football fields. Not sure why they did that. That's pretty cool, though. And finally, number five, my favorite fact. While crochet has proven health benefits, injuries do occur. Health professionals even have a medical code to note when a crochet injury has occurred. The code is y 93 D1. Uh, so be careful, Abby. Time for some rapid-fire questions. One of my favorite things, it is questions. So we both wrote questions for each other, Abby. Are you ready? In your mind, what feeling do you get both while you're drinking and crocheting? Well, crocheting, it, there's almost like a blankness to my mind like it's a i think we talked about this before with like mindfulness like there's like a quieting of my thoughts beer drinking i think it's a little different because it's a little more active like i'm like oh what are the flavors i'm tasting here what does this smell like what do i like about especially as i'm like studying for the cicerone they kind of like check two different boxes like crochet is like the thing you do with your hands and drinking beer is the thing that you do it's like this with is your a, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is an aspect of the beer industry 
you'd like to explore further. I will say this. I would love to do an episode on hop cultivation. Oh, interesting. I think that's endlessly fascinating. The amount of water that it takes to produce hops, where they go, where you sell it to. I mean, that's something I haven't explored yet. So I'm really excited to, when I make my way um, uh, west, I think that'd be very interesting. What has been something surprising in a positive way about being on the road? That's a hard question. Um, I feel like there's this glorification of van life, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. this, it's this wild kind of up and down where you go and you, you see this view and you're like, man, I would never see this anywhere. Yeah. Then an hour later, you're in this really gross bathroom <laughs> <laughs> trying yeah. to find a place to live. Yeah. So I'm. Um, for me, it's this. Uh, you know, it's the balance of bad things mm-hmm. and fantastic things. If you could only do one for the rest of your life, Abby, for the rest of your life, oh drink beer. Or crochet. Which would you choose? Look. Look? No, look. <laughs> look. Listen. Look. Look. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Maybe people will be mad about this. But uh, I'm probably going to say I would crochet. I love drinking beer. I love beer. But I... But there's a satisfaction to crochet where at the end of it, you're like, look at this thing that I made. Like when I wear a shirt that I made out and people are like, oh, cool shirt. And I can be like, yeah, I made it. Like, that's so fun. There's mm. no, there's nothing quite like that experience. And so I'd much rather pick crochet. I can wear stuff that I make. I can make gifts for other people. There's just like a utilitarian aspect to it. You can't be like, yeah, I drink this. Uh, right. <laughs> Like, I drank this beer. Be happy for me. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You won't believe it. I drank this Imperial stuff. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you how great it is. Are you ready? Yes. Here's another question I wrote down. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> I thought of this because it's kind of a rainy night here. What's your perfect rainy night? Dinner and beer pairing. Hot cheese. Melted cheese. Melted cheese. Cheese dip. Cheese dip of some kind. <laughs> yep. With a with a scratch pretzel um, and maybe a Baltic porter. In terms of pairing beer with the act of crocheting, you brought some beers yeah, to did. pair with the act of crocheting. What beers did you bring? Okay, I brought four. I brought Tome from Half Acre, which is a hazy pale ale. I brought, what did I bring? I brought, oh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I think it's Sona, S-O-N-N-E from Old Irving Brewery. Hella's Lager. Previously, Dovetail has been my go-to. They make great Hella's. But this new Sona, too, I've just, I, it's, I've just been hooked on it. I tried it something recently. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's better. They're both fabulous. Mm-hmm. It's just my current obsession, if you're talking about a Hellas. I also brought Rewaka Blanc, mm-hmm. which is Dunier, um, Dunier Fermenta Brewery. And I have a small bias because it's the brewery that Ben works for. 
Yep, yep, yeah. It's a relatively new brewery as well. Yeah, on the yeah, side of in, uh, in the South Loop. Excuse me. The South it, Loop of Chicago. South Loop of Chicago. It's an IPA. It's made. There's the Pinot Blanc grapes in it. It's really, really delicious. Um, and like kind of a fruity, juicy IPA without being too sweet or like citrusy. A fruity IPA. A fruity IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Actually, I brought two of one beer, but but what I had here and I would also grab is an old style, which is the absolutely yeah. classic. Everybody knows what Chicago an old style light is. beer. Abby, I will say, upon reflection, I feel like hooks and hops is such an important way to think about drinking, hmm. right? Because you can't crochet unmindfully and mm-hmm. make a good hat. <laughs> you can't crochet unmindfully and make a good coaster. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a shitty coaster. <laughs> In the same way, you can't drink unmindfully mm-hmm. and have a good time necessarily. Yeah. I, I think what makes drinking, what makes appreciating beer such an interesting and unique thing is that you do it mindfully and you have a great time. And that's what I love about Hooks and Hops. <laughs> but I hope anybody who's listening is interested in is authenticity and i think you have that in droves abby thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me yeah of course this is great all right (laughs) see ya (laughs) bye (laughs) as i was thinking about how to end this episode a quote came to my mind by the wonderful bob ross Go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. Whatever you choose to do, you don't have to be good at it. (laughs) Crocheting, drinking beer, skiing, running, biking, chess, painting, anything. You don't have to be good. You do, however, have to put yourself out there to enjoy it. I was shit, frankly, at crocheting, but I'll do it again in a heartbeat. A big thank you to Abby. I'll be posting a link to the coaster we made, well, Abby made, in the show notes and on my Instagram. Thank you, genuinely, for listening to the Beer Nomad podcast. If you find value in this show, please rate and subscribe wherever you're listening now. Additionally, you can follow along visually at my Instagram at the Beer Nomad Van. That is it for today. See you next week. Drink good beer and be good to each other. Cheers. Mm-hmm.